Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about wellness. You know, it's funny, when the whole country locked down last March, I think a lot of people, myself included, had these grand plans to prioritize wellness. Finally, we had enough time to exercise every day. We would be cooking healthy meals at home because we couldn't go out. We'd be in the best shape of our lives. We would achieve optimal health. And if that's you and you achieve those things, hats off to you. Give yourself a pat on the back. I know a lot of women, myself included, did lots of marathons, Netflix marathons, and somehow not eating out as much didn't mean we just ate organic kale. And actually, I've got an episode coming up in just a couple of weeks from a listener asking how to dress now that she's gained the COVID-19. And I know lots of us are in the same boat. So if your grand plans to get healthy didn't quite materialize, that's okay. Today, we're going to talk about how to keep your wellness high beyond just losing weight because we all know that health isn't just about weight. So if you're already on a wellness journey or you're just tired of feeling tired and you want to feel in top condition, today's guest is going to help us all get there. Jenna Allerson is a certified holistic health coach who has a passion for making a healthy lifestyle simple, sustainable, and attainable. Amen. Jenna is a mom to two young boys and a wife to her college sweetheart. And in our little chat before we hit record... Jenna and I discovered we live just a few miles from each other, so we could have done this one in person. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the Everyday Style School. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with all of you guys today. Well, we are so happy to have you. And when we can go out to lunch, you and I will meet for lunch halfway between, which is literally like a mile and a half. You can run. I'm going to drive. I was just going to say this would be great. Yes, I love it. (laughs) I do have great walking trails in my neighborhood, so you can come over. We'll go for a walk. We can do a walk and talk. I like it. That's right. All right. So first of all, let's kick it off. Why don't you share with us a little bit about who you are and how you got started in the wellness industry? Yeah, thank you. So um, like I said, I'm from Minnesota here, homegrown girl. I have two young boys and I'm a husband, and I was a full-time working mom. Um, I was very busy, very stressed out, all the things. And after I had my first baby, I experienced some pretty traumatic postpartum depression. And I have always been really into health and wellness and fitness and all of those things. But once I um, experienced some of this postpartum depression and started to get treatment, I realized how siloed our um, medical system was and that nobody was looking at me as a full person. I was having to go to multiple doctors and everyone was looking at kind of the symptoms, but they weren't looking at me as a person. And during that time, I got to my lowest weight I've ever been. And my motto is health is not what's the number on the scale because the scale looked great, but Mm -hmm. I felt terrible. And I was starting to get so frustrated that people weren't putting together just basic simplistic ways that I needed to get better in terms of just sleep and self-care and nutrition and kind of back to the basics. And so 
I really um, had to navigate that time and it was really hard. And when I came out the other side, I found this program for a holistic health coach and I was reading about it and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to pursue because it doesn't look at just one portion of who you are. A holistic health coach really looks at multiple areas of your life. And our goal is to really get to the root of the cause instead of just, you know, looking at the symptoms and covering them up. Um, we want to really think about how can we dig deeper so then our end result is lasting. Um, and when I was, you know, I'm in this season of a busy working mom, I know people don't have tons of time to invest in learning all these things. So um, I really wanted to kind of bring everything back to basics to get to a good, healthy um, lifestyle. And so I pursued that and it was really life-giving. Love that. So tell us a little bit, what does a holistic health coach do? And I ask that because I think we've all been a little bit burned. There are a lot of people who call themselves health coaches or wellness coaches. And you're kind of like, I don't know, you sell shakes. So I'm not yes, sure about yes, this. No. <laughs> so tell us what a certified holistic health coach does. Yeah, thank you for asking. So I'm not affiliated with any brand or product brand behind me. So um, my certification came from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And what we really focus on is habit change. Um, that is our biggest thing that we will help people. So there is a 12 part what we call circle of life, where we look at multiple different areas of somebody's life from relationships to nutrition, to exercise, to faith to financial. There's all components that make us up as one person, right? And when I start working with a client, I have them evaluate each of these areas of life and talk about where they find that they could find growth or where they find that they could find happiness. Because again, the happier we are, the better choices we make health-wise as well, right? Um, it's all interconnected, our emotional, mental, and physical health. So as a holistic health coach, I really focus on not just one component of who you are. We really look at you as an entire person. And we also dig deep to try to find the root cause of some of the um, issues that you might be having and then really work on the habit change to get you to a lifestyle that you're wanting and also something that will be sustainable for you because everybody functions in different ways. Everybody has a different family makeup. Everybody has a different job, right? So this is a very much customized program when you're working one-on-one -on -one with a holistic health coach to you and your needs. So um, for me, I, I'm not going to be you know, recommending a certain product brand or, or line or something like that. Got it. So when you said there's this wheel of, did you say 12 things or did I know nope, that part? That's up? right. Yep. It's 12 mm -hmm. things. Okay. So when you said that- mm -hmm. I got a little overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, that's so much work. I can't work on 12 areas. How do you help people achieve optimal health and wellness in all of those areas without that overwhelm? Yeah, no, great question. Well, the great news is, is most of the time people find that they're only needing work in a few of those areas. So at the beginning of the time, we take this wheel and I ask them to evaluate where they feel they are in terms of their optimal health. And most of the times you're going to find a concentration um, in one certain area. Um, you know, maybe this person is coming to help with weight loss. So you might see that they don't feel fulfilled in their nutrition and their exercise, which obviously go hand in hand. Um, sometimes I've worked with clients in the past who felt really isolated, becoming, you know, a stay-at-home mom maybe. And so their relationships are really low. Their social life is really low. How can we 
help that person take steps to move forward to make that part of their life better. And so we always start there and then we reevaluate to see where we're making progression. And then we also may find that, you know, we need to take more time there or we're, we're done there and we can move on. It all depends on that individual. But luckily I haven't had someone had 12 areas that all needed help. It's usually you'll find a concentration in one specific space. Okay. So to the women listening out there, you're probably not quote unquote failing in 12 areas. There are probably yes. a few things that you're doing just fine in. Yeah, I just think we tend to beat ourselves up a, a lot, right? Like, oh yeah, no, I don't have enough friends. Oh yeah, I should go to church more. Oh yeah, I should eat healthier. You know, I could I could probably go around that wheel and, and find improvement in every single area, right? Of course. And the thing is, is though, I think that what's great about seeing it like that is you actually take that time to self-reflect and really think about it and even kind of think about it, engage it against another area, right? Like where you can find like, oh yeah, I actually am doing pretty well here, but this is the space that I really need help in, right? Like it gives you a different perspective too. I think when you look at it holistically, to kind of find those areas where you are doing well or feel good about it, at least that kind of makes you pat yourself on the back a little bit. That's definitely true. You know, it also reminds me, I had my business coach on the show in December and she does this whole quarterly planning thing where you go through and it's kind of similar. You, how are you doing in health? How are you doing in, you know, your relationships, all of this. Mm -hmm. And she made a point that sometimes things aren't a priority, Right. So she, she gave the example about like volunteering in your kid's school and maybe you're not volunteering in your kid's school right now because you just don't have the time. Well, if that's not a priority for you right now, then you're not failing at it. Right. Like it's only something that you really want to be achieving and you're not that's, and I said on the show a few weeks ago, if you don't have a problem, you don't have a problem. Right. So I think don't use that wheel to create issues or, or areas that you need to improve. If you were like, no, I was, I was totally fine with my relationships before I started digging into them. Yes. Right. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what do you mean when we say wellness? Because I think, again, a lot of people use that as a cover for skinny. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on a health journey and my goal for my health is to get skinny. So what do you mean when you say wellness? Yeah, well, kind of back to just when I was introducing myself, I don't think wellness is that number on the scale um, because it's just one marker and it's not true health. So when I think of wellness, I feel like the person should feel balanced, centered and happy. Um, And that's why I think, again, it's looking at all different areas of life because they all interconnect. So, for example, um, you know, you do want to be a healthy weight, obviously, right? Like just for your longevity, just so you have energy, all those sorts of things. That doesn't mean you need to be the skinniest, lowest BMI you possibly can be. But it's like you want to live a healthy lifestyle. And so when you look at yourself holistically, say you're having some real relationship problems with you know, a husband, a coworker, a sibling, whatever that might be, that's when things might start to kick in and you want to have that emotional eating, right? Or you want, you want to not um, get up and go work out because you're so stressed out about this, or you're going to choose to have that extra glass of wine instead because you just need to get over that emotional side of things. So there, you kind of start to look at wellness as this holistic side of things so you're balanced and so you're not so struggling in one space and optimal in another, quote unquote, 
so your life can kind of move, I think, in a systematic matter where you're not feeling like you're having one space that you need to just focus on all the time. So I look at it as really being centered and being joyful. Like, we don't talk a lot about just being joyful and happy, but I think that is a part of your wellness for sure. So it has tons of components and wellness is going to look a little bit different on everybody. Like I mentioned, you know, your weight will look a little bit different. Somebody's career might look a little bit different in terms of their optimal wellness. Um, So it's all, again, I think kind of losing this idea that there's averages and there's this um, because we're all individuals. And so it has to go down to that individual person. But feeling centered and balanced is kind of my optimal wellness, at least for myself and what I hope for the clients that I would work with as well. That's good stuff. And I love what you said about the happiness. Like we don't really think of that or the joy. We don't necessarily think of that as like the goal of wellness, but I love that. That should be, that should just be everybody's goal to be joyful more. Yeah. And I think we need to focus too more on the quality of our life as well, right? Like, which goes into that joy and goes into every aspect. But I think so much about like how, what is your quality of life? Do you feel great when you wake up in the morning and you're excited to take on your day? Do you feel like things are coming easy to you or does everything feel difficult? You know, all those things I think go into your wellness um, as well. And if you're happy and joyful, things are a lot easier during the day, during your days. So every woman listening to this show is busy simply because she is a woman and women tend to be busy, busy, busy. And I, I know that style is one of those things that we push to the back burner when we get busy. We go, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to shop. I don't have time to, you know, think about this, find my best colors, whatever it is. I also think wellness is something that gets pushed to the background when we get busy. How do we prioritize ourselves and our wellness even when we're busy? Because if we wait until we're not busy to focus on ourselves, that is never going to happen, ever. Exactly. It is so true. Um, thing that I would say just right off the bat is to bring it back to basics. Um, because when we overcomplicate it, like much of wellness and health and the diet industry has done over the last decades, that overwhelm will set in, right? Like you kind of are mentioning, um, even with the circle of life, that can get overwhelming. But even if you're going to take it upon yourself to say, hey, I want to go on this wellness journey and I'm going to go do all this research, you're going to find so much contradictory information and so many different diets you can look at or supplements or products that are going to make you skinny and make you perfect, right? Like it can get so overwhelming. And if you're busy, the last thing you want to do is overwhelm yourself even more and take more time to just figure out what to do. So my biggest thing um, when I'm thinking about health and wellness and when you're busy is to just really bring it back to basics and try to simplify it as, as much as possible is my first tip for anybody. So what, what would that look like? Bringing it back to basics. Give us some examples. Yeah. So, you know, simply... Um, When we're thinking about movement, right, instead of having to go to like a scheduled boutique studio salon workout that's only offered twice a day at certain times that don't work in our busy schedule, what if we take a 10-minute walk around the street? What if you take three 10-minute walks around your neighborhood a day to get your movement in? 
take the overwhelm out of trying to make it a production and make it simple. You know, a busy mom, could she bring the kiddo in a stroller? Could she bring the kiddo out with her um, on their bike or their scooter or just have them walk alongside them to take away kind of the complication of it and to bring it back to the basics of generations before us. There was no, you know, um, gyms. There was no special equipment. They they walked or they ran. Um, and being outside is amazing for you, right? Second thing I would say is eat real food. <laughs> like I know that sounds so simple, um, but again, back to basics. So thinking about when you're going to consume something, do you know what it is? Like if you're just looking at it, in its form, can you say what ingredients are in it? Um, do you know where it came from? Do you know how to pronounce it? <laughs> like very simple things, but going back to basics. So looking for those fruits and veggies, looking for, you know, if you eat meat, animal product that is good. Just thinking in the most simplistic manner. Um, even when I talk to my kiddos, they've started getting interested, you know, they've been learning at school about calories and about food. And they'll say things like, mama, is is this healthy? Um, and like one day it was a fruit snack versus an apple. And I'll say, do you know where the apple came from? And they're like, yeah, it came from a tree. And then I say, do you know where that fruit snack came from? And they say, no. And I say, well, if we know where our food came from, that inherently is going to make it more healthy. Or, you know, like, and so I simplify it from for them as well. Like if it came from the earth or it came from, you know, that God created it, then it's going to definitely be healthier for you. So those are my first two very, very simple tips for, for bringing it back to basics. Love it. All right. So you've got five tips for keeping general wellness high. Can you share those with us? Yeah, so I'll share them and then I'll kind of go through each a little bit with okay. you guys to tell you what I'm kind of talking about. So the first one is this planning or preparation. The second is nutrition. We kind of just dived into that a little bit. The third one is going to be movement. The fourth is community. And the fifth is rest. So backing that up a little bit, planning is crucial when we're on any kind of a journey, right? If you're um, looking to move forward in your career, you usually need to be very planful and intentional of what you're going to be doing and spending your time. The same thing is the same and true with wellness, um, however that looks for you. But for me, a lot of planning needs to go into meal planning. So I know what my family and I are going to be eating that week because things get busy during the week or we're picking kids up or having to go somewhere or and it's a lot easier to go through the drive through. So I have to I have to plan that. Um, you know, it's something for me with workouts too, like they need to get that movement usually needs to get on the calendar. Even if it's a 30 minute walk, I like to pencil it in and make it be an appointment with yourself. So you don't just neglect it um, because you are important too. So plan that into your day, right? Um, it could even be planning intentional time to connect with people. Um, especially, you know, during this time of isolation that so many of us have been feeling, it's important to be intentional with um, building relationships still and keeping those things on the calendar. Um, so you are planning um, your time and it's not just slipping away. So I think planning is um, a, a big key to being successful in your wellness. That can even go further into doctor's appointments and all those other things, but just on the day-to-day -day basis, that's what I would say. My second one with nutrition, just kind of like we talked about, 
back to basics, eating clean. So I'm definitely not a person who eats, you know, amazing a thousand percent of the time. My goal is to know what I'm eating. So I try to eat whole foods as much as I can. But of course, we all have busy lives and we need convenience too. Um, So the other thing you can do is if you're going to buy something that's processed or packaged, my rule of thumb that I like to tell people is still look at that ingredient list. Try to buy things that are seven ingredients or less. And you should be able to know what those ingredients are and you should be able to pronounce those ingredients. Um, If you can't, don't buy it. (laughs) Like that is sort of what... I say as just like a general rule of thumb, if you can get it down to five ingredients in a package, even better. I also think in terms of this kind of goes into the first tip and the second tip of planning is if you know those are you're going to have busy weeks where you're going to need to have some convenience in terms of um, ordering out or maybe a meal service or whatever that might look like to you and your family, take a couple minutes on the front end and do some research. So what is a better option that you can choose instead of maybe, you know, stuffed crust pizza, maybe you're ordering burrito bowls from Chipotle that have fresh vegetables on it that you can see. They can have protein. They'll have a a good carb for, for the meal. So thinking of that way, that it's not that it has to be perfect, but trying to even make those little steps that will eventually add up to big change. So Nutrition is huge. The other thing that falls within that nutrition is hydration. Um, Hydration is critical to well-being for everybody. Many people are dehydrated, and many times they'll be reaching for food when their body is actually just very thirsty. So being intentional about our hydration is also very important. A rule of thumb um, is to you should be drinking half of your body weight and ounces of water. So a really easy example is if you're 100 pounds, you should be getting 50 ounces of water a day. And it's different, obviously, if you're consuming caffeine or other things, you have to balance that out. But so for nutrition, again, it's it's really back to those basics. It's the water, it's the foods you can you know produce even on your own, but that you should be able to pronounce and and recognize. So that's number two. And then the third one is movement. So I already mentioned kind of some really quick back-to-basics ideas with the movement component, but I do think it's important for all of us to move at least 30 minutes, our body 30 minutes a day, whatever that looks like. It could be, you know, 10-minute walks three times a day. It could be dancing in the kitchen with your kids. If you have the time and the resources to um, go to a gym or go to certain um, kind of boutique gyms that there's a bunch of different kinds like Pilates and bar classes and there's so many options now. If you have those resources, definitely invest in them, but make it intentional and put it on your calendar so you're planning that movement in and so you're keeping those promises to yourself. Um, because movement is obviously going to be good for you physically, but it's going to be very important for you um, emotionally and mentally just to be releasing those feel-good hormones, those endorphins, Um especially where we're at right now, um, it's more important than ever to make sure that we are moving our bodies in some way. Um, It's easy to stay really stagnant, but it's important to be intentional about that. Yeah. Unless it's really cold, I try and go for a walk 
every single day. I just feel like the fresh air, the vitamin D I get, the sunshine, and it's just a mental break. I try and go like in the middle of my day, which it's shocking how much or how little uh, I move now that I'm not seeing clients. You know, I used to shop 15 hours a week, like walking the mall up and I mean, that was a lot. And now it's shocking, especially now that we don't go, you know, I do like grocery store pickup stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, there's just kind of that inherent movement during the day that's gone. So now for me, at least it has to be super intentional, but that walk, and I listen to podcasts. A lot of times I just listen to brain candy because I just need to kind of shut off like for 30 minutes a day, I don't have to be working or improving myself or anything. I can just listen to something fun. And I, I just think it does so much for my mental well-being, even as much for my physical well-being. I think the mental side is really important. I could not agree more. And the outdoor, I mean, I I definitely advocate for people to be outside as much as possible because there's just an you know amazing amount of research that talks about just what the fresh air can do for you in terms of sleep, in terms of, yeah, the vitamin D from the sun. There's so many benefits to being in nature and also to just unplug a little bit from those screens to just yeah. be completely a void of that is such a great break for, for your mind. So um, that is something I, I really encourage people to think about. And if you haven't been moving and that feels really intimidating, you know, that 30 minute walk, start small. It can even be five minutes. It can be just down the block and back. It can be and work your way up, you know. Um, and if you have so many of us have smartwatches now or our smartphones will track our our movement start looking at that stuff start just seeing how many steps am I getting in a day you know like and start making yourself some small goals to to reach um I you know you'll hear people say well you should walk 10,000 steps a day or you should walk you know I think it's 10,000 for maintenance 12,000 for weight loss like but I think you just throw that out and you do what works for you um, as long as you're getting 30 minutes of movement um, a day, just for the general wellness. Obviously, if you're working towards a bigger goal, you'll want to be really intentional with some of that. But yeah. I think five thousand or 10,000 steps works out to be almost five miles. It is. It's just about yeah. five miles. I mean, that's really, that's kind of hard to get in for a lot of busy people. Yes. There's, I don't know if you know Tim Ferriss. He's, you know, a business guru. He's also kind of a health guy, but his whole thing is, I take like five to six hour walks a day. Well, mm-hmm. single Tim Ferriss with no kids, that's great exactly. for you. <laughs> and I can't exactly. imagine what my life would be like if I was like, all right, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'll am i see you in six hours. I'm going for a walk every I know. day. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, like what a luxury. And good for him that he's designed his life that he can do that. I think that's an amazing thing. But yeah, it, I mean, 12,000 steps. So that's what, probably six miles a day? That's tough. Yeah, That's not yeah. easy to do. So don't beat yourself up if you can't do 12,000. Just do what you can. Do what you can. I mean, any movement is going to be better than no movement. That's what I always tell people. And also be realistic with yourself, right? You know your life. You know your habits. You know what you're going to do much better than anybody else or any Google search is going to tell you. So don't set yourself up, you know, to fail and then feel bad about that. Like, don't set yourself up that you want to walk 10,000 steps and you're like, I really only have 30 minutes to give. That's fine. That's perfect. 
And you can even start smaller because like I said, any movement is better. And there's just going to be inherent benefits by moving. You'll make other healthy choices. You're going to want naturally be thirstier, right? So you're going to want to drink more water probably when you get back from that walk. Or you might make a healthier food choice just because you feel good about your body in that, that moment. And so um, start small and add. It's all about just really small, sustainable changes. Yeah. I also think you have to find something you love to do. Yes. Because if you hate it, you're not going to do it. Exactly. Make it enjoyable. So like for you, you know, I was hearing you say was you listen to something that is enjoyable for you. It's entertainment, right? So it's something to kind of look forward to as well. So, you know, do that for yourself. A thing that I like to do a lot with getting my movement in is I like to do it with somebody because I feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone. I like to talk with somebody. I like to be out walking with them or running with them, but I like that connection. So, you know, if you want, you could find a buddy. Um, or maybe the other thing I've done is um, I've made phone call like dates where I knew I was going to have my phone. I was going to talk, do a walk and talk with them. The other person's walking too. Like this was really in the peak of COVID where we weren't getting together kind of at all. It was during um, the real homebound times. So there is so many creative ways, but make it something enjoyable and that kind of like a treat for yourself because then you will definitely want to do it more. Yeah. So I love, I love walking. I do too. And I also love bar. So when this whole COVID thing went down, I bought myself a bar and I was like, I'm going to go in my basement every single day and I'm going to do bar. But one thing I hate is going in my basement. I don't know. Me too. You know what? Because it's always a mess for my kids. So I go down there and it's messy and then I get stressed out and I'm like, I can't even work out down here. So I I need to get back to actual bar classes because I do like the energy of having other people around. Um, But in my old house, bar was a three minute drive and now it's, you know, a little bit longer than that. But I could, I could leave my house at 455 for a 5 a.m. class, which was amazing. But uh, yeah, like working out at home, I know that I'm not great at that, but I'll walk. I will walk all day long if I could. Yep. A thousand percent. I, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I'm mirroring you because my workout space is downstairs too. And the thing I hate most about houses are basements. So I'm like, why am I putting my workout space downstairs? Like that's setting me up to fail. I'm not going to want to go down there. Same issue. It's messy. It's cold. It's just, yeah. So make your space pretty. Home environment is actually a thing we talk a lot about um, in coaching is do you love your spaces? Make your spaces work for you. Make your workout space work for you too. So you want to go to it. Um, That's a great point. Just the environment in which you're in. I love that. Yeah. I would love to have one of those mirror. It's kind of, it's the mirror that goes on your wall and it, you know, like the interactive thing and there's a class and a trainer. I want one of those. Yeah. I I would put that on my office wall and, and yeah. I've heard lots of people investing in those. I mean, it's been huge people investing in the Peloton right now because, and there's weights for these things. But again, you're in a simulated live class. I mean, you're in a live class. You can do on demand as well, but you can also take live classes. So there's that community aspect to it. And so it all depends on what motivates you. Um, But find find something that that will, because I I guarantee it'll be a mood lifter in so many ways. Um, So yeah, movement is is crucial and not for weight loss, but just for wellness. Um, My fourth, point was community. And this might surprise some people in terms of 
just thinking about wellness, but I really feel like this is really important. So community to me in terms of just general wellness is one, who you surround yourself with is who you will likely become like, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're surrounding yourself with other people who um, are investing in themselves in terms of leading a healthy lifestyle, um, improving themselves, wanting good things for themselves, you're naturally going to want those things too. Um, it's going to motivate you. They're going to not kind of give you that shame for choosing that healthy option when um, you're out to dinner maybe sometime or kind of peer pressure you into maybe doing something that you typically wouldn't do if you were on your own. So you want to find that supportive community that's going to help you because some days it's not going to be easy to want to live a healthy lifestyle. It's not going to be easy to want to go get your movement in. It's not going to be easy to want to eat the right things all the time. And of course, everything in moderation. But the more you can kind of surround yourself with like-minded people and people who have the same goals as you, the better. And if you share those goals with people, um, you will be more successful. You will have more accountability. Um, It'll feel really great to achieve those things and have people to celebrate with you. And, you know, we were born to be in relationship with people in general, just for general wellness. So I think it's really important to find your people and to, um, you know, of course, you want to lean on them. You want to support them as well. And you just want to feel like you're in a positive um, peer group to, to really help you live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think for me, that is the hardest thing about the way we've been living for the last year. I uh, can't believe it's almost been a year now, but know. that lack of just connection to people. And, you know, you can do the Zoom things and I definitely do those with with some of my friends, but it's not the same as just being Mm-mm. with people about, you know, having a happy hour out with friends and just that that actual human connection. That's a tough yeah. one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I really struggle with that. Like, um, I'll tell people like I I fail at social distancing and I'm very forward with it. I just I'm not that person. I'm very extroverted. Um, just in general. I'm just a people person. Like one of my strengths um, and strength finder is an includer. So I like bringing people together. I like being in the presence of people. So that has been something that is is hard. And and when you live in community, you know, then you're not so isolated on your own problems all the time too, which can seem bigger and bigger if it's just you by yourself all the time. So I just think that it's a critical component. And, and it's great too, because like, you know, I live with all boys and my fur baby who's, you know, Lucy, but like my husband, he doesn't have the same health goals I do necessarily. My husband has a very different day-to-day lifestyle where his job is all about movement. He's moving all the time. It's much more physical than me being much more sedentary. So he doesn't think about the intentionality that I need to when it's time to move or even thinking about choices to eat because he's burning so many more calories um, on a day-to-day basis and just seeing people on a day-to-day basis. So I have to be much more intentional about that. So getting a community and that support system outside your home um, is just really important, I think, to your overall wellness. So do you have any tips or recommendations for people in that community section of the the wheel of life when we're living in a way still where community is a little more challenging? And I think it's better now, but it's still not back to like, you know, a free for all where you can shake hands and hug people and, and meet new friends and all that good stuff. So what would you recommend for people right now who are struggling with community and don't necessarily see 
a way to fix it. Yeah, I know it can feel like a really dark hole right now. Um, I just heard a statistic that one of the biggest Google searches right now, especially for women, is how to find friends, how to make friends as you know, a mom or an adult. So one of the things I talk about with my clients is just, first of all, we talk about just their home environment and like, who do you have people in your neighborhood? Like, what does your, you know, like very close circle look like? Is there somebody you can reach out to even in your neighborhood to just ask one day to go for a walk? Or you see them outside. And I know it's hard. It's getting out of your comfort zone. But it's something um, to do. There's also uh, lots of things happening virtually. And um, I want to say it was Cornell University. They put together like a friend app. Like you can go in and you can say like what you're interested in. And you can talk about like your current state of life. So maybe you're a stay-at-home working mom who has two distance learning children. They will connect you with people who are in similar situations. So you might not be able to physically be together with these people, but you're able to connect with somebody that at least is going through something similar to you. I always, you know, recommend it and it's hard right now, but with the church groups, um, you know, you can always look and see if there's something in your local community there. Um, and fitness is a great place to meet people because you're just naturally going to meet like-minded people who are going to be interested in wellness. And right now, class sizes and gyms are so small, it might be a little bit easier to make a connection. But the, you know, it, there's not an easy answer and everybody's personality is a little bit different. So it's kind of just trying to find um, you know, a way that will work for you. Um, that feels comfortable enough. But I just want to stress to women, especially that like, you might feel like I want to meet friends. So does that other woman, I guarantee you, like, it's something I hear so often from so many people, we're just afraid to say it. So you're not alone. um, If you're feeling that way, but it sometimes it does have to be part of just stepping out of that comfort zone. Um, Or the other thing, sorry, this is my last thought, but like the other thing is, is maybe, you know, if you have kiddos, where can you naturally take your kids that you might see other moms to? Like, could you go to the parks and even just, you know, talk with a mom there and try to start up conversation? Most likely you live in a similar neighborhood if you're at a nearby park. Just simple things like that. And there's always, you know, the mops groups and other moms groups within the communities that you can look for as well. Things are so tricky right now because everything is so virtual. So I know it's tough to really make those one-on-one. So that's why I would say start in the neighborhood and just see if there's somebody really close to you can reach out. For myself, um, I literally moved into a brand new neighborhood and I didn't really know anyone. And there was a mom and she had similar kiddos um, who lived across the street. And I just walked over one day and I asked her if she wanted to join a running group with me. Like it was really out of my comfort zone. It was hard to do, but it gave us a way to connect. That was kind of like, it was a place that both of her and I were going at the same time. So we naturally would see each other. And it was just a way to kind of build this relationship in a space that was neutral versus being like, I'm inviting this complete stranger to my home. So that was one thing I did. Um, just kind of observing of like, who could I reach out to? Because <laughs> I, I know people. Yeah. What I will say, if you are a mom of young kids, make all the friends you can right now, because it is so much easier to make friends with other moms when your kids are little, when they grow up and it's like drop off things 
Like, I don't see any, you know, and my girls are not sporty, so we don't connect at like, you know, practices and games and all that good stuff. But if you're a mom of young kids, you make as many friends as you can right now because it gets so much harder as they get older because you're just so cut out of their lives. And I understand that that is human design and they're growing up and they have to do that. But I'm like, can I hang out with your your friends' moms? Can't they be my friends too? (laughs) But no, it gets it gets harder. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And the best thing about when you have the little kids is they're really good buffers. Yeah. Because they're just kind of insane. Most of the time, you know, little kids are doing their thing. So it's easy to kind of break the ice because most likely your kiddos will probably break the ice somehow with playing with their kids or saying something really inappropriate or whatever it might be. Somebody hit Um, somebody else. Yes. 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 And so there's all take advantage of of that time. And, but again, it's having to leave your home, right? Like it's having to be intentional about getting outdoors and where people actually are. So if that is outside, just walk, you know, in your neighborhood parks, if it is joining a gym, if it is joining a mom's group, you still have to make that intentional effort because people aren't going to be able to find you in your home unless you're actively looking on Facebook or something. That is a very good point. Okay. What is, what is your last tip for general wellness? The last thing um, I really stress to everybody is rest. Um, and so this can look a couple of different ways. Rest, obviously, physically, just in sleep, you know, we need to restore our bodies Um, If we don't and we're tired, you naturally make poorer choices, not even just in terms of how you spend your time, what you eat, what you drink. Um, So just the physical component you need to restore. Um, Rest, I also look at in terms of just that mental and emotional side. You need to turn your mind off and turn those screens off sometimes to really rest your mind. So it might look like meditation. It may look like prayer for you, whatever that is. Um, because we were not designed to consume as much content and noise as we are. Um, Generations before us literally would consume as much content in a year as we do in like, I think, a week or something. I mean, it's staggering um, how many inputs we have compared to generations before. And I think that does not help our overall wellness. So that, again, takes me back to like the back to basics. It's even thinking about rest in a book, like a real book, right? Like in your hands or journaling. Um, But you need to turn your mind off of all the noise and you need to sleep. So I actually heard a statistic on a podcast I was listening to last week. And it said, if you read the New York Times every day for one week, seven days, you will have consumed as much information as a person living 100 years ago would have in their entire lifetime. Isn't that insane? It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> it is insane. And so like, it's no surprise to me that we fall into, you know, people are having more mental health issues now, or at least we're hearing about yeah. more mental health and emotional health issues than we ever had before, because we're not designed to consume all of that. And we need to think about that. We need to be intentional about what we're letting ourselves consume um, and what we're taking in. And I've had to be really intentional during this time of, you know, we're in, this year has been an incredible year of noise in terms of the political upheaval, the racial um, upheaval, all the conflicts we've been dealing with, COVID in general. There's so much fear 
there's so much everything um, that we have to be thoughtful and, and where we can get rest. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, if we can't restore, there's no way we'll ever feel that optimal wellness. My husband gave me a puzzle of the month club for Christmas. I got to tell you, best gift ever, because I'm a total puzzle addict because I feel like I'm doing something and I know that that's really good for your brain, but I'm mm-hmm. also not consuming information. I'm not reading anything that's going to make me upset. I'm not, you know, just mindlessly watching TV. So I'll put on music and do a puzzle for an hour or two. And oh my gosh, it's so restful and relaxing for me. And I just love it. Greatest gift ever. That is an awesome gift. I think those are underrated. I feel like we need to be doing, again, back to basics. Yeah. I love that. That was something I really leaned on when I was struggling with my postpartum too, was I just, I needed to turn off all the screens and all the Pinterest of what a perfect mom was supposed to look like. Yeah. And I just, like we did three puzzles, I think in like a month or something, which was really a lot for my husband and I, cause we had never done a puzzles like together before, but it was fun. And I've actually been thinking about that. Like maybe, you know, on Fridays, instead of binging the show, we could be doing our puzzles together or something. Um, and just kind of restoring some of these traditions that we've seen kind of go by. Um, so yeah, when I say rest, it doesn't need to specifically be, you know, sleep. It, that's obviously a physical component of it, but it is where does your soul and your mind find rest? You need to incorporate that. I think that is fantastic. And I also think that's a really good place to leave everyone with our conversation. But I always like to ask my guest. Is there one thing that you would like our listeners to take away from this conversation? Just one or two simple things or a big theme that you really want our style sisters to walk away with and remember? Yeah, I would just say, um, you know, I think overarching, we've just been talking about it is to just uncomplicate your wellness and do what's right for you and really think about going back to as much simplicity as you can because I think that's going to make it attainable and realistic, but also sustainable. Um, and don't, don't look around and see what everyone else is doing, but focus on what works for you. That is really good stuff. And I think that's something everybody can do. Everybody can uncomplicate. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the opposite of, of making it more difficult. It's literally the opposite. Love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, so you can find me at jennaallerson.com. It's J-E-N-N-A-A-L-L-E-R-S-O-N.com. There you're going to find some different blogs all really around trying to simplify health for you. Um, There's some freebies on there. I have um, a freebie for your folks about meal planning. Like we were kind of talking about planning as a crucial component um, to be able to make those healthy choices. So that's going to be at jennaallerson.com slash meal planning. Um, That resource is a a resource for you to meal plan in 30 minutes or less um, a week for you and your family. Um, And it's something you can just make a part of your routine. So that is there for you guys. Um, You know, you'll find me on Facebook or on Instagram, but I would love to connect with you guys and just keep encouraging you to kind of go back to basics as much as you can. Good stuff. Of course, we will have all of your links in the show notes so that people can find you easily and follow you on Facebook and Instagram. And Jenna, I just want to thank you for being on the show today and encouraging us all to be well. Thank you, Jennifer. It was so fun talking with you. 
Ladies, have a super stylish week and I'll see you next time. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.